If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Hello, everyone. This is a really special midweek mom chat because I have one of my best friends, longest lifetime friends joining me, Amanda Satcher, formerly known as Amanda Addis from Waco, Texas, where I grew up. What's up? Hello. Well, this is kind of an unexpected reason that we're together right now. I spent the night at her house last night because for all of you guys following the news, Nashville got hit by a tornado um, on... What day is today? Monday night. Monday night. It got hit on Monday. Yep. Yeah. Nashville got hit Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Nashville got hit by a tornado on Monday night. It came out of the blue. It hit downtown Nashville, but then it really wrecked Germantown, and then it hit East Nashville where I live, and really messed up our neighborhood. We our house was not hit. We're so thankful, but so many other people's were, and it's just crazy when you go through a natural disaster like that. So our power is out, and so Amanda and Bill, her husband, Bill plays guitar for a thousand horses. <clears throat> um, let us come stay with them and pack up our entire life and bring it over to their house. So thanks for letting it's us move in. It's been really fun, and we used to live together, so it's kind of like a little fun um, sleepover reunion. That was really fun when we lived together. It was fun. How long do we live together? Like a year or two? Um, a couple years. I like forced you out of your apartment. You had like this great apartment and I was like, just like break your rent and come move <laughs> in with me. Yeah, I think it was like two years. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> Good times. Fun. And the funny thing about Amanda and I is our moms are best friends also. It's true. So we got a deep lineage here. And then my dad recently had a lot of heart situation and Michael's, I mean, Amanda's dad was right there by my dad's side because he's a heart surgeon and all sorts of stuff. So our families are super intertwined. And I introduced Bill and Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. You're the reason for my marriage. Okay. You got to, you got to tell that story. Um, so I just moved to Nashville and I was coming out of a really long relationship and I moved here for graduate school and 
I was like really focused and so excited to be single after being <laughs> in a relationship for like four years in college. You're like, I'm moving to Nashville. I'm going to get yeah. my date on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kiss everybody. <laughs> and I moved to Nashville and I ran into Caroline and Michael at PetSmart and, um, she said, my boyfriend's in this band and they have a show tonight. Do y'all, do you want to come? And I was like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody. I had moved to Nashville like two or three days before. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go. And I met Bill that night and we just like sat and talked about Saved by the Bell. And I don't know, it was kind of like awkward because we were both a little bit shy. And then he um, asked you to dinner afterwards, but he had no dollars in his bank account. Yeah. He asked me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He asked me if we could, like, if I wanted to go somewhere. Um, and I was like, sure, like, go grab, like, some food or something. And then we went. And then I guess while we were there, they had an ATM at the back when you still had to check your balance on an ATM. <laughs> that was like 10 years ago. And he uh, went and checked his balance and he had like $3 in his bank account. And so he didn't end up ordering anything. So they, what can you even order on a menu for $3? Well, I ordered tabbouleh because it was like 10 p.m. And we went to a restaurant called tabbouleh. And how much so, did that cost? Oh, you bought your own. I just bought it wasn't my a own date. Because it wasn't a date. Well, yeah, yeah. and he didn't order anything. So right. then it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to pay for my own taboo. You know? mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. And then um, that was kind of, that was it. And then I remember at the end of the night that Michael said, uh, Bill Satcher, think about it. And I was like, How are you? He's like, yeah, Bill he's, Satcher, think about he, it. He like yelled that across the parking lot. And I was like, I, that's so funny. I had, I had not really thought about it, but. <laughs> I guess I'll think about it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, here we are 10 years later. Was that the start of true love? Like just start dating exclusively? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you remember like you, I guess he was so shy and he, Oh, he was so nervous around girls. What? And he'd not, I'm sure he would love me saying this. He'd never had a real girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he asked me, um, you had a barbecue at your house. I probably planned it for y'all. You did. And so he asked me if I would go to the barbecue with him. He like called me on my home phone <laughs> and asked if I would go to the barbecue. And I said, yeah. And so he came and picked me up and knocked on the door and like the whole thing. Oh my gosh. So, did he bring you flowers? He didn't bring me flowers, but we were helping like to cut like an onion in the kitchen and he held my hand. <laughs> Did you get tingly? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang it. I wanted to be single so bad, but I really think you're so cute. So that was it. That was it. Yeah. And I felt so bad because I'm like, here comes Amanda. She's coming to school to be an occupational therapist. Like she's got a bright future. And let me just go ahead and introduce her to my rock and roll boyfriend and his bandmate and god knows like this is every parent's nightmare long hair <laughs> didn't go to college three dollars the bank account but uh. cool super cool and <laughs> charming i'm telling you those rock stars will get you and my dad said don't go to nashville and just fall in love with a musician and then I, like a week later it's like <laughs> sorry dad <laughs> i felt so guilty about it for i'm like oh gosh because i've known your parents my whole life i'm like they're gonna kill me oh but now my dad and bill are like basically the same person they, they are like, so similar it's eerie yeah <laughs> it really is eerie they like talk on the phone about music and fly fishing all the time they and like, like call each other on the phone yeah <laughs> i just talked to my dad on the phone he's like is bill still on the plane i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a call here in a little bit <laughs> 
Oh, it's yeah. been fun. This journey's been fun. And it's been fun to do it with you because we've had our whole life together growing up, even though I've been older than you. I was four years older than you. So it's like, we weren't like quite in the same circles, but always went to church together, knew each other. And then having this band life together, it just it has made a big difference because it is a ride to be a band wife, to be in the music industry, to be married to musicians. <clears throat> and now... You were seven months pregnant, 29 weeks. 29 weeks on Thursday. With a little baby. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I want to talk about your journey because you and I both had journeys to get to being pregnant. Yes. So yes, tell is. me about your journey to get here because I know that was an emotional journey for you. And so many <clears throat> women go through this and it is so painful and emotionally painful. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I only ever really wanted to be a mom like growing up like when people are like what do you want to be when you grow up I'm like I don't I just a mom really like I mean I love being an occupational therapist but I really just that has always been something I knew true calling yeah so I guess um I was surprised I was surprised that it wasn't easy for us to get pregnant and which is very surprising because you go your whole life trying not to get pregnant and you're like oh I'm just gonna get pregnant yeah and I had an IUD and when I took it out, I got, I was glad I took it out maybe a little bit sooner than I thought I was maybe ready for. Cause some people had said like, Oh, sometimes it'll take you like six months to kind of get reg- <laughs> like regulated again. Well, it was like a year and a half plus and four rounds of Clomid and six months of progesterone, which makes you feel pretty terrible. <clears throat> it does. And finally, like, you know, that, that just whole journey is just really frustrating. Tell me about that season. Like how you feel in that season. Like, tell me like the different stages. Cause I know you, like it's for me, it was stages. Like in the beginning, you're kind of like lighthearted about it. Like, okay. Like yeah. it's gonna, it takes a while. That's fine. Yeah. I think the first, like I was fine until about six months. And then I started getting like, that's really, what happened to me too. And after six months, I was like really just kind of fr- frustrated. And like, I guess the couple things that got me through are like one my faith and Mm -hmm. two knowing that like I was never opposed to like adopting or anything so I knew like one way or another I was going to be a mom so like that was like it was just like wow this really sucks but I know this is not like this is just part of the journey Mm -hmm. however it ends up how did you feel though after the six months happened because I know for me like we had a dear friend, Brie Lundine, and like I had just confided in you guys, like my closest friends, like I think it was like you, Andrea, and Brie, that I had hit that six month mark. And I was like, I, I think I cried everything now, but like I was so frustrated because I'm like, I, it's just never gonna happen. And like I felt so frustrated, and I was like, everyone's just getting pregnant, and I can't get pregnant. And like at that very same moment, Brie had just found out she was pregnant and got pregnant first try. And it's like, you are so happy for them, and then you feel so weird because you're in this like really sad place. Yeah. And it's like everyone starts popping up pregnant, and literally, it's a blessing and a miracle. And you have so much love for all the women getting pregnant, but you're like, why am I not getting pregnant? Why is it not happening? Like, yeah. And I had just taken my IUD out, like, um, maybe like a week or two before Brie. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, like you said, I'm so happy for her. Like, like, and I didn't really expect to get pregnant on the first try or even the second or the third. Like I felt like I knew it was going to take a little bit of time, but I did not know it was going to take like almost two years. <laughs> Cause I remember having one like really heartfelt conversation with you, like right before you got pregnant and you were like, it was like a hard moment. You know, I, I was like, I would go through like waves, like you said, and like, I would be okay some of the time. And then 
One time we went to church and we, I like it was super crowded and we ended up sitting on the wrong side, whatever the wrong side <laughs> is, not our normal side. And I looked around and I, we were, we were like in the middle somehow we had, I'd never noticed that we sat in the middle of like the family section, like back left all the kids. And we were just like sitting in there and I was like, Oh wow. And I just like lost it and like started crying. And I was like, I don't, I can never sit on this side again. This is like until I have my own family. Cause this is way too hard. And what is that? Because it's like, what is that feeling? Cause you never know you could experience that until you're in it. Like, yeah. Is it just like the, for, is it the feeling that like you're never going to get it or like or is it that you want it so badly and it's I think it's just like wanting it so badly because like I really like and almost like mm, I mean jealousy yeah, like totally I mean, like just like and you hate that you're jealous and yeah and like like it's so it's such a weird thing like like you're so happy for your friend but you're just like jealous it's not you yes. and I really try to not to not be jealous and so that's like that was that's like a hard thing to accept you're like why do I feel like this like and it's that, a burning feeling oh and it makes you just like then you're like disappointed in yourself that you feel like that yes, that yes, you let yourself yes. get to that point and like but you can't help it because you want it so badly and you don't want their child you don't want their blessing to go away you just want it for totally. yourself yeah more than anything yeah it is and I have like loved being able to talk about this on this platform and like I'm so grateful that you will talk about it and other women because so many women once I've started like talking about it you realize how common this is it is so hard to get pregnant some people get pregnant right away and that is such a blessing others it is a journey and like it sometimes it never even happens and then you're in this journey and you're like why why just like you just cannot wrap your head around why it's not you and why everyone else is getting it it's like why are they winning the powerball and i'm not yeah and and then it's weird like being on the other side of it now like the light at the end of the tunnel and like at first you kind of almost like i mean i have other friends that have been struggling to get pregnant and you like almost don't want to feel so happy for yourself because you don't want to make anybody else feel sad for for themselves you know yes Yes. And that is also a hard thing. Like, you, just you know want, how it feels. Yeah. You want, and you want that for everybody. You know, that wants that for themselves. Yeah. So I know, I know it's how, just a hard, it's, it's just a hard journey. It is. Yeah. But I always have like thought this, I don't know if this is pessimistic or just, I don't know, but I have always thought like, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. So like mm -hmm. on the like road to pregnancy and having children. And it's like, you never know what hardship you're going to go through at what point. So like, this is just part of the story. And like, it wasn't easy, but here we are. And <clears throat> if it wouldn't have been this, it could have been something else. Exactly. I mean, I've talked to you about that too. Cause like right now, Sunny, like she's like coming into personality. We're getting vaccines and like, there's all that fear about like autism and all sorts of stuff, but it's just like, okay, you can worry about like autism. Cause that's pops up right now in the beginning phases. And then say you get through that phase, then it's like, oh my gosh, what about drugs and alcohol totally. and sex yes. and driving and school shootings? Oh, and exactly. I mean, freaking a tornado hits your town. You know, it's just like, what is next? Like it, if, if it's not one thing, it's another. Yeah. So, so really like, so you gotta, why worry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause like you can worry yourself sick and then something else is coming right behind it. Mm -hmm. And the things that you really worry about sometimes aren't even what you deal with. Totally. You know? Right. Yep. It's so it's like you're worrying, you're like 
it's that's so fear based, you know, yes. and not like the truth. So, how anyway. do you get out of that fear based mentality? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, praying. <laughs> I mean that I I don't know praying and just trying to be like optimistic and not letting like that all that like just fear sink in and just trying to like just trying to think about like life as our our, a journey I guess and it's just not it's not like just an easy straight road it's just a little windy Mm -hmm. and everybody everybody has like their struggles that they go through so like even if like someone else looks like they have like you know, it was very easy for them to get pregnant. And like, it's just everybody has one thing or another that they're worried about struggling with whatever. So we're all just kind of like human and in it together, you know? So you have that awareness. And I also have that awareness. But what do you do when you're in the valley? Because I have found myself like when I was younger, I, I look back and I know everything is relative. I'm like, dang, stuff I was stressing about, girl, oh, I was not even stressing about that. But now I'm like, when you start bringing life into the world and you're married and you have a house payment and you have jobs and you are now supporting your family and then you're supporting a child and you have like careers and it's all this stuff, like stuff that gets like freaking real. Yeah. What do you tell yourself when you're in those stressful seasons? Even though you know it's a journey and it's a bigger picture. I don't know. It's like so hard to navigate sometimes. I, I feel like we're really lucky with like our friends in Nashville that we have like a super great community of people that are actually like so real and can be like honest with each other. So just like relying on friends and like God and that's it. Like, and of course my sweet husband, like that's just like trying to, I, and you know, working at a hospital, I had, gives me like a real good dose of reality pretty, mm-hmm. you know, like just seen uh like all the real hardships that are not that like true hardships you know like and physical like, physical hardships and like people and, rebuilding their bodies and oh their my gosh brains it's and strokes so, and, yeah and like it's so sad and like yeah just like you know adults who have been abused and like I don't know just all of that I'm just like, wow, I sent Bill a text message last week. I'm like, what I think is hard right now is so not hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like that, I think helps me keep it in perspective. How like grateful, how lucky and like blessed we are and how that's not, you know? So even like when things feel stressful and hard, they're just like, just keeping it in perspective that our life is pretty dang good. Right. I know. I know. I'm struggling with that right now because... I am, and anyone who listens to this podcast knows I am always trying to find the positive. I'm always trying to see the light in the tunnel. Like, I feel so blessed in my life. And right now, I am in a very stressful season with just, like, trying to get my career going. Like, I'm putting so much work into my career and, like, just trying to get it going because you have to pay bills. Uh, Our husbands are in a band and they're amazing. And it's like they have this very creative job and it makes them be gone and like it makes their schedules different. And it just like never, nothing is ever consistent, which is what we love about them. Now you have a life in the world and it's like thinking about all these things for her and you have one coming. And like, I just feel like I have so many, and this is just some of them. These are like my main ones. I have so many like balls in the air that I feel like I don't know how to catch them all. True. And it's not that I'm not grateful because I am grateful, but it's like I'm stressed. And like I've just let myself be in a moment these past couple days actually where I just like I'm speaking out loud where it's like I am happy and I am 
blessed, but like I'm stressed right now. And like, I think that's okay to like feel that every now and Mm -hmm. then because I'm always trying to push through it and like get to the blessing and like get to the light. But like sometimes you're just freaking overwhelmed. Totally. And it's hard. It's just like, I think it's okay to be there. Like obviously you got to figure out ways to get out of it, but those are seasons. True. You know? Yep. And like you said though, like perspective, like there are real problems in life. And so it's like, okay, be grateful, get, stay in check. But like, it's, oh God, life is like real on any level. Yep. Yep. So how have you navigated working, being pregnant? Now you're about to have this baby. You're going to continue working. You are finding a nanny and like, that's a whole new chapter, like a working mom. Like, what is that yeah. going to look like? I don't know. We'll see. And how, how so, are your feelings about all that? Um, well, uh, I'm torn. I mean, so being pregnant and working has been fine. Luckily, like my job has been super great and flexible. And so like, I have been able to work like a lot of time alongside like a partner. Cause you have a physical job. Yeah. Like I do a lot of lifting and like, and it's like super emotionally demanding, but I've been have, able to have like a partner. So like have a physical therapist with me so we can like, I can let somebody else take a lot of like heavy lifting and I'm just asking for help more. But has that I been mean, new for you to ask for help or uh, are you okay to ask for help? Uh, yeah. It's new to like not be able to feel like I can give like, this is a hundred percent of my effort that I can give right now, but it's not a hundred percent of my normal effort, you know? Mm-hmm. So just like being okay with that. And like, I took the, that Enneagram test yesterday and I'm a two with a one wing, one wing. So help her with a perfectionist wing. Yeah. So perfectionist. So like, and you're oh, neck and neck with like perfectionism too. Yeah. Like one. Yeah. So that's kind of like hard for me. I'm like, okay, this is just, I just have to realize like, this is the best that I can do right now. Like, I don't feel like I'm like I'm not slacking off or anything, but I'm not probably like, you know, you know, your regular body can do more, but you can't <laughs> do that right now. Yeah. And even just like, you know, I think like the first, um, the first trimester I was just so tired. So it's just like going in and going, leaving. And like, I am really grateful that I, I'm like way too type A to like leave and have to take work home with me. So like all you creative people, I totally admire that, but I like to be just like clocked out at the end of the day and go home. Um, so, but now like I just finished the like sweet spot and now, like, uh, the second trimester. That is the sweet spot, isn't oh, it? Oh, man. And I felt like I was just, like, doing really great. And it's cute because you kind of got a little bump, but it's not so big that it's, like, weighing you down and hurting your hips. Yet. Yeah. And then, like, right around 27 weeks as I was, like, turning the corner to move into the third trimester, I, like, couldn't get my legs up into the car without, like, lifting them with my hands because my groin and my hips hurt so bad. So I started going to physical therapy myself. And now I'm. it's just, like, it's, um, you know, funny to be, I guess I'm like, this is now the second I broke a finger last year and had to go to occupational therapy. Now I'm like, can't even walk without a waddle and my hips hurt so bad. So now I'm in physical therapy and it's funny to be on this side of it as a patient. (laughs) Truly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So now it's getting a little bit harder to work just because I'm just really uncomfortable, but Mm -hmm. I know but it's still fine. But I, you know, um, I work some weekends and stuff. So that gives me, that gives me like a day off during the week. And I kind of like working weekends, especially when like our husbands are gone. Cause it, 
I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I don't mind it. I've never minded working mm-hmm. like an occasional weekend here and there. And then I like having a day off during the week, like a weekday, like today. Yeah. Off to be just like do whatever, lay around and be kind of like lazy and get some errands run on a, on a actual weekday. Like mm-hmm. most working pe- parents don't like have that luxury, you know? And then, um, going back to work, I'm going to start going back to work just like three days a week. Um, you're going to take a few months off. I'm going to take, yeah, to be determined, probably like 10 or 12 weeks off. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go back to work three days a week, but then I still will work like one or two weekends a month. So it'll end up being like four days, at least a couple, a couple of weeks out of the month. Yeah. So. And, um, and what are our thoughts about that? Like, I know you just have to get there to feel it. Like, m- going back to work with a baby, finding a nanny. Oh, well, I mean, like I said, like, I've only ever wanted to be a mom. So, I mean, like, I would love to never work again. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I know I'll be glad to have, like, something for myself. And, like, I enjoy my job mm-hmm. I, when I'm there. I never, like, but I know I'm not going to want to go there, you right, know? <laughs> right, right, right. But I, um, yeah, and... um having a nanny I I knew that I wanted to have a nanny and you know this is just like this is just my personal like j- journey and preference like this is not I don't like think that you have to have a nanny or anything like that right um but um I decided that I wanted to have a nanny because this is odd because I'm a therapist and I have weird opinions about like putting kids in chairs for long <laughs> periods of time or like being constrained or anything. And I'm like, Oh gosh, it's just so much sensory stimulation in a loud room. And like, I don't know. I'm kind of weird about hey, that. You're the mom. You're the, it's your, That's role, right. your baby. And you know, I'm sure that they'll change significantly after <laughs> like six months. I'm like, you know, right. Real realize what's more realistic, you know, you can start, you can have any, opinions that you want though for your child and your experience with your child I feel like this is the one time when nobody else gets to tell you what you gotta go with your gut yeah Mm -hmm. so um but we're um gonna do a nanny share with another family in our neighborhood and um so we'll have like the, the both babies together so they'll get like a little bit of socialization but in a very like you know safe contained environment um So that's kind of our plan for now. See how it goes. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. 
Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian. Premium cocktails on demand. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. What have been the highs of pregnancy and the lows of pregnancy? Um, the, the, the highs, like every time I feel uncomfortable, honestly, even just like, I never have been mad about being uncomfortable because it's like, I'm so grateful to be here that like even all the discomfort, I'm like, how freaking cool that my body is doing this. And like my hips hurt because they're getting wide and huge, but <laughs> that's like awesome. Yeah. You know, like what it's so cool, like that my body is like capable of this. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And every like kick, even the ones all night that like were really keeping me up and kick- kicking my ribs, like I'm just like, wow, like this is so awesome. You're just like moving around in there. Mm-hmm. And like, who are you? I know. So that is pretty cool and special. Um, and I haven't minded, I really haven't minded getting, like, I've loved having a bump. It's actually so fun. Uh-huh. Um, the lows, I'm, I'm only going to say this because <laughs> I, I, now I know this is like, Common. I didn't know if you were going to talk about this or not. I was going to set it up in a way where you can choose. <laughs> well, uh, um, hemorrhoids. <laughs> it's just not, there's some parts that just aren't sexy. Yeah. So I went, I didn't, I like did not know that was a thing. And then I went to a prenatal yoga, yoga class and I, uh, they asked us a similar question. They're like, what's the least like great physical part about being pregnant and like four people said hemorrhoids and I was like Praise oh god. my god thank god like it's only happened to me twice now like you know since I've been pregnant but like both times I was like what the freak is happening this is horrible yeah and um so yeah that that <laughs> well and that's the thing I didn't have hemorrhoids but I was like constipated out to the wazoo like I could not go to the bathroom ever 
And that was so frustrating to me. Well, it's funny because then I asked like two of my best girlfriends, like very closest friends, our closest friends. And I was like, y'all, like I have a hemorrhoid. What the freak do I do? And somebody was like, oh, I get them all the time. And I was like, you've never told me that. And they were like, yeah, people don't talk about that. I know people <laughs> don't like, talk about this stuff, but, but everyone ha deals with it. I'm like, but we talk about everything. But I was kind of shocked that, you know, I Isn't guess. Isn't it funny how like we try to keep some stuff private I because guess. we're like embarrassed not embarrassed but it's just like it's the gross ugly parts of life but really we're all going through the gross ugly parts of life uh, and you feel so much better when you realize we're all going through the gross ugly parts of life together yeah <laughs> man when i had my c-section and i could not once again it comes back to going to the freaking bathroom i could not go to the bathroom for weeks and I was texting other friends who had C-sections and they would like tell me their tips, like hold a pillow, like turn on your side, like do all these things. And I'm like, I'm so glad I can talk about shitting with you. Like, thank you so much for letting me talk about this. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know you're not alone in these things because it's just like your body's changing so much and it's kind of like scary, overwhelming sometimes because you don't know if you're normal or if this is normal or how to handle it. And you're not like mad about it, but you just need to know well, I'm mad about that one. That's the only one I'm mad about. <laughs> the hip pain is cool. I'm good with that. But the the hemorrhoids, yeah. I'm, I don't like that part. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You don't have to love it all. But yeah. So tell me about like, you're in a really spiritual season of life right now. You're in a very real season of life. I'm actually looking at this picture behind you and like this, like this, like oh, tell yeah. me, explain to me this piece of art because to me, this sums up how you kind of view life. Okay, well, this is um, this is a, a print from Dolan Guyman, who's a Colorado artist, and it's um, Saint Francis Saint Francis of Assisi, and it's like super colorful, um, and he's just like holding all of the animals, and butterflies are like flying free around him, and he has a deer laying at his um, feet, and I just love it so much. It's also um, in the we had to put our dog to sleep on New Year's Eve, and it's now holding her corner, keeping oh. it cozy. Yeah, so um, that was Bill and I's Christmas present to each other this year, and, and it's so the animal. He loves all the animals. He right? loves all the animals. Saint and animal, he, Francis of Assisi. Yeah, he's the animal saint, and so isn't that weird? Like letting go of one life, Kona, your dog, who was such, who was your baby. And it's like, at the same time, you're making room for another life. Like, that's so weird. I think that's the only way that we were, like, able to get through Kona's, like, passing is because we, like, it's just so, the circle of life is so crazy and real, you know? Because, mm -hmm. like, Kona was, like, I mean, Kona's my dog when I moved here, but really, like, Bill spent more time with Kona than I did, you and know? And they were connected. <clears throat> yeah, like, they snuggled in bed every morning and, like... They were just like, she was a lazy dog and she slept under the covers. So <laughs> she, you know, she, they just like really had a connection. And so anyways, I, I think just like, I'm grateful. See that, that maybe God needed me to wait to have this baby until it was like time to let Kona go. Because if I didn't, I don't know that I could have let her go. Like it was just the worst thing ever, you know, but holding on to like this, I tried really hard, like especially once we were getting toward the end, I'm like, okay, I have to focus on this baby mm -hmm. that I am carrying and not like let hanging like, on to like the idea of Kona when she's suffering. Yes. And like, 
I can't keep getting this worked up. I mean, it was like, there was like three days of just like insane crying and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is not, I can't, this is not good for me Mm -hmm. or for my child, Mm -hmm. you know? So that maybe made it easier to like let her go when it was time. How do you navigate? Cause you are so faithful and spiritual and like you come from a very spiritual family. How do you navigate things? Like I'm still processing this tornado and like there are natural disasters that happen all over the world. And it's like, it's so weird because these huge things happen, cause so much destruction, disrupt so many people's lives, kill people, like wreck situations but yet you find God in them because people show up and they help and it draws people together as a community. <clears throat> but then like people go on with their regular lives and you have, like, I just struggle with that dichotomy. Is that even the right word of like feelings of feeling like, okay, I see the joy and like, and the love of the community coming together. I feel this intense pain and overwhelming feelings of like the wreckage that's happening. But yet then life is still moving on. Like sometimes I feel schizophrenic. How do you deal with stuff like this? I don't know. I think I, I guess I do think that like, again, like working in a hospital setting gives me like a lot of perspective because a lot of times like, well, one, like the circle of life that I see that like some things just come to an end. Like we all actually everything, we're all Mm -hmm. coming to an end, you know, our, our, our like earthly life, but also like, it's really so the best part of my job is getting to see like people recover Uh and like so that part like even in this tornado like watching our community come together like like it was Mr. Rogers like find the helpers like Uh to me that's like the most inspiring like seeing our community come together and like everybody leaning on each other and you said like yesterday it's like y'all came over here and like stayed here and we were all together and it's like the same actually after the 2010 flood Mm -hmm. we we were all together Mm -hmm. like we that's when you and I lived together and we had people coming and staying with us because like they couldn't get to their house you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's just kind of like to me I guess that's what's like real and that's how I get through it is like looking for the the goodness yeah. And how it's like bringing people closer. Yeah. Despite all the like super horribleness of it. Because you deal with heavy pain a lot. You yeah. see people's pain. Like, how, like to me, like I sometimes get so overwhelmed with like taking on the feelings that I am perceiving as their pain. Yeah. And like creating my own story for it that like I get so lost in my feelings. Like how do you keep how do you not do I that I don't I'm super empathetic like I think that's probably what like makes me good at my job is because like I really do like I always think like oh my gosh if this was my mom like if I'm caring for a patient I'm like if this was my mom or if this was my sister or whatever you know if this was my friend but I so I do but also like I don't know also I like I said I get to see like the realness of the ending sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and like and approval, people probably change for the better. Like you see like the, the, um, the blessing probably there mm-hmm. is probably a blessing in the recovery. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes there's blessing in the end, mm-hmm. like the end of the earthly life. And like, it is like just the beginning of like their eternal life, you know? Yeah. And so like, I think. So you I, stay very connected to your faith a lot. I, I feel like that's the only way I could ever get through a day in the hospital. 
because that would otherwise just be so sad, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is sad. But yeah. And you also are doing action steps every day, which I think action also helps you like people to feel instead of just sitting around with their feelings, like you're actively doing everything you can to help people yeah. every single day. And so it's like, if it does come to an end, you know, all the action was done that could have been done. Correct. And that probably has to give you some sort of peace. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And hopefully their families too, you know, mm-hmm. like just making the right choices. Healthcare's hard. Making choices. Like you have to make hard choices, don't you? Yeah. And I have to like, you know, see other, see other people make hard choices for their loved ones. And that's really hard too, you know, and not qualified to like necessarily like guide them in their choices. But I can, you know, I feel like somehow therapists end up being like the listening ear, you know, like they just, they just like let it all just out. We're like, you're kind of, you're become a therapist really like a <laughs> yeah it's funny we really should get more like actual therapy classes in um like you know psycho well we do take a lot of psychology classes in school but we should probably even get more of it because we end up being like psychologists I feel like some of the time like do people just pour their feelings yes you? yes it's totally and especially like once you've developed like a rapport and you see the same patients over and over. Cause and you're you, like helping people get up, go to the bathroom, shower. Like it's you're like very, very intimate pers- stuff. In- yes, yeah. Yes. And you know, and like even things like, um, talking about like with patients, like they, when they ask you like, Oh, they want, they want to get back to having sex. And you're like, well, we're, you, they, so they feel like they can talk to you about anything, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is, I mean, it's, I, I like being a part of that story. So what do you do when you're having to have these very intimate, deep, hard conversations with people? Like the therapy conversations, like how do, how do you, when you find yourself in those, do you oh just gosh. trust your instincts? Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. And training, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what we're trained to do. So people are probably yeah. hanging on your words. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, Amanda, this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> gosh, I mean, that's a high pressure job because when you are dealing with life and death and like it's just it's emotional especially for like a seven month pregnant mama (laughs) you know (laughs) like it just takes a lot to be there all day long you know so but it's I think it's nice that's probably maybe what helps me keep going like like you're asking like what about working pregnant that's probably it if I was doing it if I was doing something that was just for myself I probably would have a lot harder time but because it's not like for me, you know, you're serving others. Yes. And I'm like, what my number one, wait, no, you're I'm number, number two. I'm you're a number helper. two. I'm a helper. So that like is what probably keeps me like a lot more motivated to keep going. How do you refill and refuel yourself after like giving, giving, giving and like helping, helping, helping and like being there and this rock for others? How do you fill back up? Why do I want to cry right now? Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a horrible answer. No, it's not. It makes you feel good. I um, have really learned to give myself a lot more grace. Like uh, like in the past, not just since being pregnant, just like really in the past couple of years, just like not over committing to having stuff to do every night because I refill by sitting on my couch with my husband and like just relaxing. Mm -hmm. 
and or with like close friends but not necessarily like going somewhere where you have to be on you have to be in a cute outfit with heels on yeah and talking and socializing in my pajamas with like ice cream yeah with ice cream (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) yeah that's it and and i like and i like have really enjoyed also like being around babies like Mm -hmm. now we have a lot of friends with like new little babies and that's super fun and like kind of fills me back up you know mm-hmm. like I have a lot of fun with that so it's you're really, really f- good with babies well I'm really excited that I get my own soon, you I know? know and something fun fact Amanda and Bill are not finding out the sex of their baby I mean you're gonna have such a surprise I know I love surprises though like I love surprises and I knew that I never I've always known that I didn't want to know the gender so and people would be like oh you're gonna change your mind and i'm like i don't think so <laughs> and i drives everybody else nuts but it doesn't drive me nuts like are you just like you are right you are so it's so worth it for that surprise for you that yes. you just can't wait yeah i can't and i honestly i mean my goal um is to have a natural delivery i think that's a great goal you yeah. went to your first hypno ba- class birth yes we took a hypno birthing class Which last i read night. your folder in your book about it it sounds amazing <laughs> yeah it's very um you, yeah it's very right up like your alley. <laughs> yoga yeah. change reframing things yeah. rephrase like what are some of the words they tell you to rephrase um instead of contractions you say waves which i love yeah you change like a lot of the scary words about like birth like instead of pain you say like tension pressure like changes in sensation Mm -hmm. but you're trying to get out of that like pain tension fear cycle i love that so i'm really yeah we just had our first class and i'm really hopeful that it'll be i don't know very much yet but i'm hopeful that it will be really helpful something i've noticed about you being pregnant is you have been very calm you've been very odd calm have you noticed that about you yeah like Like more than my normal yes I don't know why you have been like it's like a motherly <laughs> calm honestly and I think it's like something that happens I think it's like honestly like a mother's calmness like it's a comforting calm like you have this like peace about you that you've always been an amazing wonderful peaceful person but like it's different you've been very calm um I think I have always known what kind of mom I wanted to be mm-hmm. you know and what is that calm and fun and like um and like creative and so like but not I have never wanted to be like super anxious or high strung like that is that is definitely not what I want I do not want that that's kind of why what led me to like hypnobirthing looking into that anyway because I do not I'm not um subscribing to the like birth has to be super stressful Mm -hmm. for anybody Mm -hmm. for the baby or for the mom and so Mm -hmm. like that I'm hopeful that that will not be my experience I feel like you have a lot of confidence with this with your birthing experience I think you have to Mm -hmm. Uh, well and you know what regardless at the end of the day like I'm not like dead set on like oh my gosh I'm not going to do this or I have to have it this way like my intention is to have a natural birth like no medication, just, just me and a baby. I but, love that. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to like beat myself up over it. Exactly. It, it, however, at the end of the day that I end up getting a healthy baby is like fine. Totally. Totally fine. But you want to have your intentions set and your mode. But yeah, I feel like you have a lot of confidence with like, 
I just like I've seen you step in like you're always a confident person but like you have a very knowing confidence and I feel like that's the thing with motherhood is like you have to know what you feel is right well and like like I think yeah yeah I mean I've always wanted this so like I know what I want and mm-hmm. I'm just like that's I'm just gonna go try to do everything I can to get it to like make it what I want you know I love that mm-hmm. okay we're gonna wrap up this has been so great I've loved this conversation Tell me just, because we talked about a lot about the cycle of life, and we've talked about, like, you know, like, you've, the struggle to get pregnant, getting pregnant, like, all the different feelings, emotions, natural disasters, worrying, not worrying, like, how things are going to happen. There's always the next thing. Like, what is the point of this experience, this life experience for us? Like, what are we all doing here? That's not a big question or anything. <laughs> um, uh, I mean the helper in me says just to like make each other like help each other through it you know I don't know if that's a real answer but yeah like that we're all here like as one collective and so like this is like the human experience not just my experience or your experience like all of our experiences together and so like whatever my contribution is to like the community and to helping other people and to like being a friend and a spouse and a mom and like all of that. That's, that's my earthly goal. Oh, you're such a beautiful soul, Amanda. <laughs> I'm so lucky to be your friend. Yeah. Well, I love you. I love you too. And I, in every podcast would leave your light. So what do you want people to know? Oh gosh. Um, <clears throat> that I guess I guess that just to try to do to like find a way to do to do something and like realize that most of the time it'll make you feel better about whatever like you're upset about by doing something for somebody else. And that is especially true in this like time of like the tornado, you know, Mm -hmm. right now. And so I was just feeling stressed this morning and thinking like, I should probably figure out how some way to go help some people like about this tornado, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like we need to, well, you already are. You let us stay at your house. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking they're going to think it's real weird if this woman who's like waddling around with a huge, <laughs> like, Hey, can I come help you lift and move some stuff? <laughs> like, No, go home lady. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's I love it. that. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, Amanda. Hey, thanks, Caroline. Love You're the you. best. Love yeah. you so much. <laughs> okay. And love that baby. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. 
your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.